This is East Carolina defense coordinator Blake Harrell, and you listen to the Sports Objective, the official unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome into the Pirate Football Playback brought to you by LK Custom Shout out to Kevin Walker for all that he does for our great show and for all that he's done for Pirate Nation. Uh, you give him a call at 336 688 8461. In fact, I think he's going to build Matt Simmons' house in North Carolina when Matt moves down. And uh, but give Kevin a call again, 336 688 8461. Kevin is, of course, from the Greensboro area and the Triad area. L and K Custom Homes. If you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Look for all his stuff on Facebook. Those houses are absolutely beautiful. They're gorgeous houses. And like I said, when Matt comes down to his retirement home uh, with Chrissy in North Carolina, I'm sure he's going to pick up the phone and call Kevin Walker because he supports our show. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, the most sophisticated man in all of the Grange, all of North Carolina, the whole planet. I'm talking about Kyle Barber. How are you, sir, tonight? The gentle. How are you? And- Kyle Barber. How are you doing, Dave, on this fine evening as we sit here in Eastern North Carolina as we preview pirate football as we look ahead to the bowl game in the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Maryland, a fine city indeed. Very historical. Football, as we look ahead to the bowl game in the fine city I don't know what that was about, but suddenly I heard myself talking. Anyway, that's that. So, uh, Bubba, I pitch it to you, Mr. Rosenbaum. In fact, I'm going to change that. Thomas, I pitch it to you. <laughs> wow, I don't know how to follow that up. But uh, but uh, needless to say, uh, Friday's result, uh, not what we're looking for. Uh, that goes without saying. But at the same time, um, still saw a lot of good things, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, not, not so much. Uh, we were able to um, get the ball in Ryan Jones' hands as as we had heard. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Rosenbaum has a terrible connection with his computer. Yes. Reboots. And uh, a guy that I can say that uh, loves the program like the rest of us. Linebacker for the Pirates and under the Logan era. That would be Matt Semenza. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, guys. It was an awesome weekend of college football. Uh, you know, obviously, we came up a little bit short against Cincinnati, but there's a lot to build on there. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to breaking that down. But also, just an awesome weekend of college football yesterday. Um, so many good games. It was the best day of, mm. of football I've seen in a long time between Ohio State, Michigan, um, yeah. State game. The, the Auburn-Alabama game was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, just an unbelievable day. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. And uh, Matt, nobody's going to give me props. Nobody's going to give me props for calling that way ahead of before I listened to any talking uh, heads. I said Michigan was going to beat Ohio uh, State. I'm not a Michigan fan yeah. at all. 
but um, now there's no more Ohio State in the uh, playoff, thank God. And um, sorry, Ohio State fans, we're just tired of seeing the same teams in the made-for-TV event. And um, uh, and one of the things Kyle has already brought up, we'll talk, maybe we can talk later in the show, but I absolutely despise that new rule they have for the, the overtime. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the, I'm not going to use the term I want to use, um, but it's the worst one penalty kick decides. I mean, it's like soccer. One penalty kick decides the winner of the game. Are you kidding me? That two-point conversion. Alabama, yes, they're a great team, not knocking them. But Auburn had been playing really well. I did not – I'll be honest. I didn't give Auburn a chance. I thought Alabama was going to um, blow the doors down. But mm-hmm. I really did because, you know, it seems to be that way most of the time. But kudos to Auburn. I thought they were really good. And um, they played a heck of a game. And that's why I was upset for Auburn is they play a heck of a game and a penalty kick decides that Alabama has still has a chance to make the playoffs. So disappointed with that rule. And hopefully they'll change it, Kyle Barber. Yes, indeed. The current playoff rule as we get into the third overtime with continuously having to rotate two-point conversions is rather preposterous and ignorant. It definitely needs to be changed to something more traditional, perhaps a way to to cut down on the amount of possessions in overtime and make it go by a little bit faster would be to start the drives at the 50-yard line as opposed to the 25-yard line. Perhaps they've overthought this whole thing of, of shortening the playoff and trying to make them shorter so there's not so many overtimes and the players aren't on the field as long. But by coming up with this preposterous system for third overtime, well, what they need to do is just start the drives at the 50. If you start the drives at the 50, then you have to earn field goal position. Therefore, the games would probably end a lot sooner. And it would be a lot more like real football, unlike going for two in a rotating manner. Now, I wanted to comment on the Michigan-Ohio State game that our friend Matt Semenza brought up at the beginning of the podcast. Watching that game harkened me back to the days of the 1980s growing up, seeing the, the traditional uniforms of Michigan and Ohio State play in the cold, snowy weather of Ann Arbor, Michigan. It gave you a warm and fuzzy feeling and really felt like you were watching football during the holiday season and on Thanksgiving weekend, the traditional rivalry weekend where Ohio State and Michigan, arguably the greatest rivalry college football has played. Indeed, indeed, it was a dandy and a classic. As the Michigan Wolverines was triumphant over Ohio State for the first time in many years and Jim Harbaugh's first ever win over Ohio State, the fans stormed the field in what can only be described as an epic moment in Michigan football history. There was more people on that football field than there was in the entire stadium at Dowdy Ficklin on Friday against Cincinnati. I've never seen that many people. I've never seen that many people on a football field. There you go. Is this like, you know, Matt, you know what I'm experiencing right now? I'm going to go ahead and tell you and Bubba what I'm experiencing right now. Do you remember back in the 80s when Coke changed their formula? They had the new Coke. Mm-hmm. I, I think we should go back to classic Kyle. I think the uh, the classic Coke, you know, the the old formula, the new formula of Kyle. I don't know. It's like new Coke. I, I don't I don't know. Back in 86 or whatever it was. Hey, Dave, can yourself, you hear me OK? Kyle. Yeah, Bubba, what do you think? We have loyal viewer and listener Johnny Gardner chiming in, and Johnny says, "What is Kyle doing?" LOL. Well, Johnny, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I I am I have turned over a new leaf. I will no longer speak with a southern draw or 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 or, or speak with with gravitas in my voice. I, I, I am I am going to I speak been. like this. I'm going to speak like this in this very formal manner. And be very, be very articulate and polite with everything I say from henceforth. It is the new Kyle from 
Lagrange. Let's say it in the manner the French would say it. Lagrange. And how does that translate? That is the barn. The barn. So French for the barn is Lagrange. <laughs> oh, the show is off to a great start. It really is. I'm telling you, this is one of the best shows we've ever done. Hey, I'm very happy. First of all, guys, very happy. Um, hey, not man. happy with the results with the, the game, but happy that we're in the bowl. Happy that we're going to the military bowl where it's a lot of fans can go. Um, hopefully certain people will give yours truly off so I can go to the bowl game, but that's a whole nother show, as they say. And uh, that will be like an audible last minute decision, hopefully, that I can still go to the bowl game. But I'm very happy we're going to the military bowl. And Pete Medhurst, we had him, the play by play voice of Navy. He's saying the two teams they wanted was Virginia Tech and East Carolina. That's not Dave's opinion. I'm going by what he said, um, how they travel really well. They play there, I think, a couple times. And if they could get bowl eligible, they would really strongly um, pick them. That's who they wanted. Um, Hey, I don't think that they want to play us. I don't think North Carolina wants to play us like a lot of Pirate fans want. Um, but we'll see. We Kyle has already told us earlier this afternoon of the pecking order, which would be obviously the first team that would go would be the winner of the ACC championship will go to the Orange Bowl. So the winner of uh, Wake Pitt will go there. And then from at, then after, um, we'll talk about the Bulls situation. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a tier, it's a tier system. Hey, the real Kyle's back. Uh, it's a tier system for the ACC. Uh, after the playoff or New Year's Six spot, uh, they have actually four tiers. Uh, and you, you can go uh, – I, I sent a link to you guys earlier. Um, I guess I can post it on the Sports Objective Facebook page. So if you want to see the Please ACC do. bowl tiers, um, they, I can't remember the bowls in order now, but the uh, the military bowl is on the third tier. Um, so I believe it no, Peach would be a New Year's Six ball, so it could be Peach or Orange. Um, so uh, it, it'll be it, it'll be like you said, Pitt or Wake to the New Year's Six spot, and then um, Tier One is, I believe it was seven spots that got picked before the military, including the That's New correct. Year's Six spot. That's correct. So, so I, I think the teams, you know, it, it's going to depend on if somebody takes Virginia Tech or or Carolina or UVA. Depends on who gets picked. Um, kind of went over earlier. There's going to be five teams that are definitely going to go first, and then there's going to be two more teams against amongst the the six and six schools, uh, which will be Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, North Carolina, and uh, Boston College. So two of those will be picked prior to the Military Bowl, and there'll be three left. So if Virginia or Virginia Tech is left with the Military Bowl picks, then it'll be one of them. Uh, if not, who knows? You know. I'm curious to know if it's North if North Carolina if it's North Carolina, Louisville, and Boston College that are the three that are left, which one would they pick? You know, North Carolina may say, "Hey, not us." So uh, I don't know. They've, um, they've lost three straight to us, man. Why would they want to play us? And, and, they, and their quarterback may be Cunningham will schedule us. Bubba, uh, the the bad Bubba. We have the good Bubba on our show, but the yeah, bad Bubba will schedule us. Their quarterback is you know rumored to be declaring for the draft and not going to play in the bowl. Um, so if that's the case, I'd love to play him because I think without that kid, they're nowhere near as good. Um, the defense is not good. No. So it would be interesting to see who they'd pick. I think I, you figure Boston College is going to go to the Fenway Bowl, though maybe not. You know, they, they may ask to go somewhere else if possible because they want to travel. Uh, I think Boston College would be a good matchup. Uh, they, they, they're they a team that yep. I think we're significantly better than, honestly. 
Um, but that is a good so, matchup. I, I, I don't know. You know, I think it'll be most likely Virginia or Virginia Tech, but you never know who, who these bowls want uh, that pick in front of them. And after the five, that there's five teams that have more than seven, that have seven wins or more. And I believe by ACC protocol, they have to go first before the six and six teams. So, uh, like I said, there's two more bowl spots that'll pick amongst the six and six teams before they get to the military. So it's just going to be a matter of who those two bowls want. Dave, yeah, some breaking news in the Twitter. I'm sorry, say it again. I say you want to chime in. There's a lag on your part. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to overstep you. Oh, no problem. Um, yeah, some breaking news here in the last few minutes in the Twitter sphere, as they say, uh, Cecil Staten, former East Carolina Chancellor, uh, chiming in saying, Congratulations to ECU Pirate Football on a terrific season. Proud to have played a role in bringing Coach Houston to East Carolina. Look forward to following the continuing success of the program under his leadership. What role does Cecil Staten play? In, 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 was Cecil even still here? Yes. Yes, he was. He, he was. Cecil Staten can go suck a big, fat, juicy hot dog. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, kiss my ass, Cecil Staten. I hope everybody in Pirate Nation responds with kiss my ass. Bubba, respond on behalf of the sports objective with kiss my ass, Cecil Staten. Uh, I mean, what? He played a role. He's trying to take credit for something. He What a piece of garbage. What a latch on political politician. I, I hate that dude. I cannot stand Cecil. I'd punch him in the mouth for free. <laughs> yeah, we had look. I mean, the bottom line is, I really those people are gone. I'm not going to get my blood pressure up. Um, why should I, Matt? I was going and guys, I was going to say what I was happy to think about is that Cincinnati has 36 seniors, and those guys are going to be gone. They can't play anymore. There's no super triple senior, this COVID senior, this kind of senior, that kind of senior. That Those days are gone. If you look at what our program has coming back, in addition to the recru recruiting job that Mike Houston and company is doing, um, man, I'm so excited about, you know, Coach Houston when I was at the press conference Friday night. He's obviously not happy. This is like a learning curve for the team when you play against the number four team in the nation. Um, but they're correctable mistakes. Before, what we had was we had no experience and lack of talent. That's really hard to win when you have those two ingredients. When you have now is you have we, – we have young guys who's getting experience. In a year or two, those are going to be the guys that, like, we played Friday night, in my opinion. Yeah, and the great thing about playing a team like this who's number four in the country is it shows you exactly where you are as a team, and it shows you – it really highlights your deficiencies as a team. You know, and I walked out of that game with Cincinnati feeling really good about our defense. Yeah, we had some busts early in the game. In the second quarter was a rough quarter. But that's going to be – when you play the style of defense we play at East Carolina where we're aggressive, we're blitzing, you're going to have man coverage on the back end. And you're going to get some You're going to get some big plays against it, against a really good team like that. So, you know, especially Cincinnati, they average 40 points a game. Um, overall, our defense, I thought, did a great job. They really rebounded from that second quarter in the second half. But, you know, what this game does is it continues to sort of highlight our deficiency. Our main deficiency as a team continues to be offensive line. And that's not a knock on the guys we have. Those guys were, were battling. I think Coach Shankweiler 
is the right guy. I think he's done a great, great job, a great job. But we still have a little way to go uh, when you watch that game because Cincinnati's D-line created a tremendous amount of pressure on Holton. Uh, in particular, that guy, number 21, was an absolute beast. Wherever he lined up, he just gave us – he gave our tackle serious issues. So, from my perspective, I walk out of this game feeling great about our defense. I feel really good about a lot of things to where the program is going. But we need to continue to upgrade the offensive line to get to the next level. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, offensive line needs work. You're right. I, you know, and I think Cincinnati's going to make a lot of people's offensive line look bad. But offensive line lacks depth. And, and the guys and – and this is not a knock on any of these guys because they've played well. But the majority of those guys that we have – I, I don't really going to say what I want to say, uh, but yeah, they're trying their best. They're trying their best, and we, we need to upgrade the talent level at the offensive line. And uh, another place, I think we need to upgrade the talent level at receiver, uh, particularly from depth of receiver. Um, we have, you know, Audio Matosho is good, but he's gone. Uh, you know, yeah, he's gone, and um, you, you know, C.J. Johnson's good, but not great. Uh, Tyler Sneed's an excellent player. Uh, and, and then the talent at tight end is excellent. But we definitely need to upgrade the talent at receiver, and we're addressing that through traditional high school recruiting. we got a couple of very talented receivers committed, and I'm sure we'll also hit up the transfer portal. So I think that'll be addressed. Yeah, and we have five O-linemen committed. And, again, I think that's the toughest position to get out of the transfer portal, um, O-line and D-line. Um, but I think um, – I, I think – you know, they're addressing they're addressing the issues that need to be addressed through recruiting, and it'll be interesting to see what we do with the transfer portal. But, you know, as you talk about the Cincinnati game in the O-line and what you saw, um, Matt, I don't want to – you know, I know this is a pirate playback. I don't want to break down the game too much. But, you know, I think if you fast forward to the fourth quarter, um, I would love to have seen what would happen in that game had we scored, you know, we had it first and goal from the five and we, that little jet sweep to Sneed and we could call with a holding penalty. If there wasn't a holding penalty on that play, it would have been second and goal from the three. It would have been second and goal from the three. And if we'd got it in there, eight point game at that point, pending the extra point, of course. And it's a one score game in the fourth quarter and that place would have went nuts. That's and I'd love to see Cincinnati, how they would have handled it. That would have been a lot of pressure on them. Chances are they'd have still probably won. But, you know, if we come out of that game losing it by eight points, I don't think anybody except the most unrealistic fans would have, would have had a word to say. And I think even the fans that were upset after the game and acting stupid, I mean, they got over it pretty fast. Um, but, you know, I, I, would, I would have loved to, just for the national attention – you know, being on ABC, people looking at the bottom line on ESPN, I wish we could have played it to a one-score game where people would have said, wow, East Carolina, you know, because I really think the final score wasn't indicative to how competitive that game was at times. Yeah, and that's another thing. Just notice, just notice that we were getting ready to score and they call holding penalty. And there was also, yeah, by I, the I, way, I, guys, I there was a third and 12, that third and 12 of Redder towards Mayan. One of the linemen, like, pushed a dude down. It was completely – that's the only reason why he escaped from that third and 12. That will haunt me. Um, I know you know how much I love referees and officials, but that was a blatant hold. They they didn't call on Cincinnati. 
and uh, disappointed that, you know, when the game was, that was, like you said, that's a tight game. I think that that's one of the reasons why the officiating is so, like, when we have them under a microscope now, it's because it's so hard to win to begin with. We are playing. Officiating uh, the, the in, in, in the American overall is bad these days. Matt, Terrible. Bubba, did, did either one of y'all go back and watch that, that play? Was it a legitimate hold? On, on that run from Snead, because I haven't gone back to find the hold. And I'm figuring you guys have gone back and watched it. it, it I, go ahead. I have not. Uh, Matt, have you? Well, I saw it on – when I was watching on TV, it was pretty clear it was a hold. Um, I think it was okay. a good call. Now, so okay. so I had no issue with that one whatsoever. I think the one Dave mentioned was – that was a huge play in the game. I mean, we had them backed up third and long. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I thought there was a penalty, too. I agree, Dave. You got to give Ritter some credit. I mean, he really – Oh, he's a great player. I'm not knocking – I'm yeah. not knocking him, but there was a dude towards – it was the – let's see if I was looking right. It's a sec – I guess it was not – maybe the left tackle. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to look at the play. I think it was the left tackle with the hold. I would, just off the top of my head, I mean, I haven't seen the play since the replay on the scoreboard, but – um, anyway, I just feel like I, I was upset with that call because Ritter's a great guy. He doesn't need a he doesn't need a, an obvious hold not to be called to make that play. So yeah, that's why yeah. I was saying you think I'm not Colton knocking him at all. Colton would have got that call, Dave. No way. <laughs> oh, he, they would. Yeah, they would have uh, called a holding on all day long on that one, just like they did at the other end, you know, at the Murphy Center. But ultimately, Cincinnati is a better team. I'm not trying to knock them. It's just that. I felt like there was some calls there when it's a tight game and we've got, we've got to make sure Cincinnati is in the playoff. Please put Cincinnati in the playoff. Please. I'm Mike Resco. I'm begging you, please put Cincinnati in the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's so pathetic. It really is pathetic. And, um, you know, you can call it incompetence or whatever, but when it's a tight game, that Tulsa game, man, those, I bet uh, Resco was sweating like Elvis at his last concert. Oh my God! If now, let, me ask, was, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Now I'm not. I'm not excusing any bad officiating. But if East Carolina was in that same situation, would you would you want the conference to call things on our side as much as possible without being outrageously cheating? I mean, I would hope that they wouldn't have to go to that point. Um, but I mean, but I'm pulling for my team. But I would honestly, I would be on this show right now telling you, "Wow, we got away with some." And I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. Straight up with you about that. I, well, I know you wouldn't, but um, you know, if we still win the game, I'm not going to say you hey, guys were support for the game because Cincinnati was, you know, we were a better team than them, but we got some breaks there. Um, no, I mean, but I, I just felt like it was, you know, it is what it is. The game is over. We lost the game. We made some mistakes. Um, now, just I, got, like, I got an interesting. I got an interesting topic I want to bring up. Um, okay. In, in relation to what we were talking about, because. Right? Uh, I just, how many people do, do we, I don't know how many people are, are viewing on YouTube and Facebook right now currently, because I'd like, I'd like the viewers to chime in on this. Um, just, just, just survey. Um, how many of you guys want to see Cincinnati? How many of you guys will be rooting for Cincinnati to go to the playoffs and, and do well? And how many of you guys hope they don't make the playoffs or don't do well in the playoffs? And, uh, I'd like, uh, uh, you know, any anybody viewing, I'd like for you to comment, and we'll put it up on the screen. If you will be cheering for Cincinnati going forward, and you hope they make the playoffs, 
or not. They're, they're currently in our conference. They're leaving for the Big 12. They're currently our conference mates. They're in the group. They're a group of five school, which is a BS term, but they're a group of five school like us. They also uh, that's money for East Carolina. They make the playoffs. We get a big paycheck. Um, also, to me, once if Cincinnati makes the playoffs and, and, and does well, win or lose, they play well. And uh, it, it, it was proven that that you know nothing. Body was embarrassed by Cincinnati making the playoffs. To me, it makes the path easier if East Carolina's ever in that situation or or anybody else. It doesn't have to be ECU. But once once those walls have been broken down, it makes it easier for the next team to to come through. There you go. That's Richard Osbrook said they'll be pulling from Cincinnati all the way. Um, so I don't I don't know if we're going to get comments from anyone else, but I'm just. I'm just curious what everybody thinks because I think it's a no-brainer at this point. You got to pull for Cincy. Yeah, there you go. There's the next comment there saying they're going to pull for Cincy. I mean, I, I think it, it, at this point, it's like I said, financially, it benefits East Carolina. And also, to me, once one team does it, unless they go out and embarrass themselves, which Georgia could embarrass anybody, to be honest. But once one team does it, I think it makes it easier for the next team to do it. I agree with that. I'd certainly love to see them win. And, um, you know, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed with Cincinnati as a team, like just what they do watching them. First of all, they're really well coached. Um, They had, especially in the second quarter, they had an answer for everything we tried to do defensively. They had a hot route. Now, of course, Ritter's like 40 years old. He's probably his 10th year in the program. But they had a hot route for everything, and they, they were do it this year. And their uh, their D line is as good as there is out there. I mean, they can get after it. So I think they're legitimate. And here's the thing, right? Let's just say, let's just say you have your top four, right? And Cincinnati is ranked three or four, but you don't think they're a legitimate three or four. Well, guess what? It should be settled on the field, and this is why we need to go to a twelve team playoff. It's not up to yeah. me to decide. It's not up to Dave to decide. And and this committee, I think I, I don't have high feelings on the committee at all, but this is why it needs to be settled on the field. Go to a 12-team playoff yeah, and make definitely. it there. I, I said all along, it, it, you have the 10 conference champions. You need to have all the conference champions, and you need to have six at large. So if it's a, you know, the power leagues. Uh, they have like, That'd be great, but that ain't going to happen. No, that I mean, at least though. we get 12 is closer to 16. If we can get the five so-called Power Five Conference champions, then one group of five conference champions plus six at-larges at least gives you a chance. You, you have something you can, right. you can build to. You have something you can recruit to. You have an obtainable goal. If you're East Carolina, you can say, look, if we win the American, we have a damn good chance of making the playoffs. Hey. And you can sell hey. that to a kid. You know who the team that they're going to put in the playoff, especially if uh, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, it's a moot point if Cincinnati loses this week, but they're they're waiting. And, and I'm not a fan, so don't say I'm a fan of this team. But they're trying their best, and I won't use the language I want to use to put in Notre Dame. They are they, they are knocking at it. I'm telling you guys, it's not what I want. That's it's it's, it's want. definitely possible. Um, I, I think here's the thing. This is this is an interesting thing about the championship games that's coming up weekend. Uh, if Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama's out. So, yep. so you may get Notre Dame. You may get Notre Dame and Cincy. Um, you, you, Oklahoma State is the is the interesting cog. 
And if, and if Alabama beats Georgia, then, oh, boy, because uh, Georgia's still going to make the playoffs. Um, so as long as Georgia beats Alabama, I think Cincinnati, as long as they take care of business against Houston, pretty safe. Um, if Oklahoma State blows out Baylor, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. If Ohio if, – if, uh, excuse me, not Ohio State. If uh, I don't think Iowa's dancing a chance in hell of beating Michigan, but let's just say they did. Um, Cincinnati oh, well. end up two or three. Um, but I, I think I don't, I don't, I, I, think I, don't know, I, want, I want somebody to explain to me how I will win the Big Ten East because I, I still don't know how they did. Uh, or Big Ten West, I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 them, Iowa's offense was not existent at one point this season. So how they won the Big Ten West, I, I just somebody explain it to me. Well, I, I don't have an answer for you there other than I don't think the the West is very good this year, and that's why they they were there. I would simply uh, tell you that it's a made for TV event. Just keep your don't be don't be shocked if crazy stuff happens with this weekend. Oh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. The only thing that would shock me, the only thing that would truly shock me, is if Alabama makes the playoffs if Georgia beats them. Um, yeah, that that, that, that could too. that could that could happen though. And and here's hey, the thing about Alabama because they could say Georgia. Georgia is the best team in the best conference, and there. I mean, I can think of a whole kinds of. We could spend a whole show on. I'm um, talking about why they they would put Alabama in because of the eyeballs and because of the tradition and all the reasons I think, that. I, don't I, think think I'm even I, I think I think if you have a playoff with Georgia, let's say it's Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma and, State or, or Notre Dame, awesome. I think I think you'd have so many more people watching. It would be so much more interesting. So, so interesting. I mean, you know, I'd love for, I'd love to see how fun would this be if Cincinnati could sneak up to number three? How fun would Cincinnati, Michigan be? Can Cincinnati be more Ohio State than Ohio State is? Could Cincinnati beat Michigan? You know, would Michigan overlook Cincinnati? Would they go, ah, we've already beat all the Big Ten schools? Cincinnati gets secondary Ohio talent. Would they even take Cincy serious? How fun would a Cincinnati, Michigan matchup be? if they can move up to number three um, and then watch Georgia beat the crap out of Notre Dame, if they moved up to four, um, you know, I, I, I how many Bubba day or Bubba Matt, how would, would y'all be as, as an outsider, would y'all be excited for a Cincinnati Michigan matchup? Most definitely. Oh, absolutely. Matt? I'd love to see it. I'd certainly love to see it. Um, the one team I don't want to see in it is Notre Dame. I, I, I've just had enough of Notre Dame in the playoffs, just getting drilled. It's, they get, year they out, get beat. Year out. And it's only because I mean, of their you, name brand. It's their name brand, and they get beat every – they'll get beat like – You wouldn't enjoy seeing Georgia beat them 72 to nothing, though? <laughs> I'm just saying we've seen that movie many times. I mean, it's, we know what's going to happen. It's very predictable. Yeah. I'm not saying I want them to to um, that I don't want Georgia to win. I'm just simply saying that I we've already seen that movie. It's like the same thing with Alabama Clemson fatigue. No offense to those two fan bases, but my God, we've seen that same game over and over and over again. You know that's why I love March Madness. We we could have a really cool college football playoff. It's what I want. I might be like one foot in the grave before we have it, but. We need to have a real college football playoff. Please give that to me. Yeah, of course we do. And, yeah. and it would be great if it happens. 
And you know what, guys, since we're on this topic, you know, one thing that really drives me nuts is when you hear these P5, P5 homers, right? Talking about, well, you know, the American Conference, specifically referring to Cincinnati, they don't play a tough enough schedule, right? Well, beat Notre Dame and Indiana. At Notre Dame, at at Notre Dame. But here's the thing. You can't have it both ways, right? Do you know how tough it is in 2021 for an American Conference school to schedule a P5? Let's just take East Carolina, for example. Nobody will come to Dowdy Ficklin anymore. It took an act of God to get South Carolina here after they tried to get out of that contract for 20 years. Um, (laughs) So so here's the thing, right? If you do get to play a P5, it's going to be on their turf, right? Very rarely are they going to come to your stadium. So, So that's my thing. You can't have it both ways. You can't not play P5 and then complain. At the same time, you can't complain that they don't exactly. play a tough enough schedule because it just doesn't work that way. So that argument for me just loses all its water. Yeah, and, and, and it's not Cincinnati's fault that Indiana sucked this year. They were supposed to be good. So, you know, you, you can't blame them for that. And, uh, no, Indy, Cincinnati's been good long enough. They deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and they so, pushed Georgia to the brink last year in, in the Peach Bowl. They had Georgia beat. Yeah. They had Georgia beat in the, in the Peach Bowl. And everybody wants to talk about Kirby Smart. He's great. I'm not knocking him, but they had them beat, and and um and they didn't they didn't win the game, but they they played very competitive in the Peach Bowl. And you look at it, they oh, Georgia, won- I, I personally think Georgia's gonna gonna run through this playoff like a hot knock. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, I don't think anybody has a chance against Georgia. Just to be honest, I agree with but, you. But I, I think they they've been. It's like Georgia and everybody else this year. There hasn't been a team to me. Alabama, you know, has is Alabama, but they're not at the level of Georgia. Kirby Smart is yeah, that's out. That's the whole thing. And that's the whole thing. That's the people the eye test blah 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 and power five and schedule. All right, bull crap. You can't tell me right now, all you all you so called experts and talking heads on ESPN and Fox Sports and all that, you can't tell me right now that you can tell a hill of beans difference between anybody else in Georgia. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Michigan, Alabama, all of them pale in comparison to Georgia. And to me, there's a lot of parity. To me, there's a lot of parity. I don't think Alabama's much better than Cincinnati this year at all. I think Cincinnati can beat Alabama as they play. So I I think of all any year, yes, since he should make the playoffs. And uh, I'm looking forward to championship weekend. And uh, I hope chaos ensues. Um Oklahoma State's the wild card. We talked about Notre Dame. We have not talked about Oklahoma State. They can sneak into this thing still. Um, Beat Baylor and they'll be in. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. It depends on what happens. Like I said, if Bama beats beats Georgia, that throws a cog in everything. And then you're going to have a mess is what you're going to have. The best thing for Cincinnati is is to blow Houston out of the water. And I think they will. Um, Houston's D line. What if it's a tight game? Well, I mean, if it's a tight game, Houston isn't the top twenty-five. It depends on what happens around them. But I, I, we played Houston, and uh, Houston. The worst thing you can do against Cincinnati is stand back there and throw the ball a hundred times and be super aggressive on offense. In my opinion, the best way to beat Cincinnati is to play really good defense. That's why I wouldn't like their matchup against Georgia. Um. So, Houston, that's kind of their MO. They do play good defense, but they also get back there and fling the ball around. Um, I think I think Cincinnati is probably going to pick off and sack Houston's quarterback quite a few times. Uh, 
I do not like that matchup for Cincinnati. Or excuse me, for Houston at all. I think Cincinnati. I, the spread, I guys. I didn't look at the spreads. Uh, Bubba, da- Matt, Dave, any of y'all look at the spreads? What is the spread on the Houston uh, Cincinnati game? It's ten and a half. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Cincinnati I actually game. thought it would be bigger than that. Um, that's a little surprising to me. But uh, yeah, I, I, I take Cincinnati. I'll tell you the one that surprises me is is um, Georgia. Only six and a half against Alabama. And to me, that's a little low. I thought that would be at least 10. I agree. I'll tell you what. Agree, gonna be, the great thing about that's what we're talking about, though. The great well, thing hey, about. Do you have the point spreads in front of you, Matt? I have the spreads, yep. All right, let's go down the spreads for championship weekend. You've already given to what's Pitt and Wake. All right, so Wake minus three. Wow. Michigan minus ten and a half. Um, and then um, you la la plus two and a half against App. And That's a Louisiana Lafayette. And then a big one, Oklahoma State minus four against Baylor. So that's the other big one. Okay. Hey, what about the Conference USA Championship game? Uh, you got Western Kentucky and uh, UTSA. Uh, let's see. Let's see. TSA. Hmm, that one's not coming up yet. It's not okay, what up about the – have you got the MAC oh, championship it. game? I got it there now. Go. Western Kentucky minus one and a half. Oh, okay. Well, wow. UTSA lost to North Texas yesterday. Um, so, Western Kentucky minus one and a half. And then the MAC championship game, and that'll be it. Oh, Pac-12. We got Pac-12 also. I'm sorry. We got Pac-12. We got Cal. And Mountain West. Mountain West. I mean, is there anything worse than the Pac-10 before I even give you the line? I, mean, I, I hate watching Pac-12 football. I cannot stand it. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Mountain West football. I mean, to be honest. Does anybody really want to watch Cal? If there's one program I hate, it's Cal, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, Pac-12 is Oregon and Utah? And what's the spread? So, um, all right. So, Oregon and Utah. Here we go. I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm scrolling. I go with Utah, right? It's Utah. Utah by three. Yeah. Utah minus three. And then let's and, wrap it up with the Pac-12. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, of course, Utah beat Oregon um, in Salt Lake. Okay. And, and Mountain West and Mac, do we have those two spreads? I don't have that one in front of me, Kyle. All right, well, we'll get the Mountain West to Max Fred if anybody's interested in it before the game, before the game's over, before the show's over. If not, uh, yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, Bubba. Okay, I had it. Uh, San Diego State by five and a half. And that's um, against Utah you, State. It is. And then uh, and then in the MAC, you have uh, Northern Illinois. They're, the Huskies are a three-point dog to Kent State. Yeah, Kent State has been a team that's been good this year. Nobody's been paying attention. Um, and Northern has started struggling towards the end of the year. So uh, yeah. that'll be an interesting yeah, Kent, game in the Kent map. State, seven and five, and Northern Illinois, eight and four. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. All right, guys. Uh, as far as the bowl game is concerned with um, the military. Oh, yeah, bowl, we got a bowl game. Let's talk about Let's talk about uh, that. The, um, and then uh, we could talk coaching carousel, too. Um, but bowl game first, that's more important to us right now. Uh, we'll go around the horn and get your thoughts on the bowl. And uh, we t- we've been talking about potential matchup, but what do you guys think uh, as far as the bowl itself? 
I was. It's good. I it, in some ways, Pirate fans can travel to it after after Saturday. Uh, or excuse me, Friday. There you go. Nice graphic, Bubba. You get your tickets. One hundred dollars. ECU. ECUPirates.com. Um, after Friday night, freezing freezing my tail off out at Daddy Pickle, and I was kind of hoping for something in warm weather, Myrtle Beach or South. Um, and also like the date of the Myrtle Beach Bowl better, um, just because it's way before Christmas and you can get in and out and get back for your holiday stuff. But uh, so in terms of the bowl, I, I think it'll be enjoyable. I think I think Annapolis is an easy drive. A lot of fans in Virginia already and in D.C. area that can make it over. Um, I, I've never been to Annapolis. Bubba, you've made the trip several times. Good seafood. I know they're really known for their crab up there. Mm-hmm. Um, a very historic city. Uh, it's on the, it's, I guess it's the Potomac it's on, or is it the Chesapeake? I guess it's the Potomac. Um, and so, um, lot, lot to see and do if you want to go over to DC or over to Baltimore. Not really sure why you'd want to go to Baltimore. Maybe you do. Um, but, uh, it, it's, uh, it should be a fun trip. And in terms of opponents, we talked about that a little bit. You know, I think if I had my druthers, I, I, I keep going back and forth on this. I think I want to play Boston College. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of appeal to Virginia Tech and UNC for obvious reasons. The thing about UNC is it stresses me out. I don't want to be stressed out for a bowl game because if we lose to them, I'm going to be mad and, and aggravated. And but if you beat them, you're you're, you're you know you're high as a kite. So you you got that risk reward thing because so I don't know I don't know uh, you, you hate you hate to lose to UNC. So I don't know if I want to deal with that in a bowl game. What about Virginia Tech? Though that's a I mean, the, and that's the, the other team that won't play us. That we have UNC that won't play us and Virginia Tech that won't play us. This is kind of like I had a friend of mine text me um, after the announcement. This is kind of like an updated version of the, the Peach Bowl. If you could get a Virginia yeah. Tech, you won't play you, or a UNC that won't play you. But I, I honestly think it'll be Virginia Tech. I really do. I don't think that – I think North Carolina will be shipped out to something like the – I'd have to look at again the Sun Bowl or something. Uh, maybe Charlotte was Charlotte. Did Charlotte pick before us? I think before the military. Maybe yeah, before way before. The wait, 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 way before, way before. Yeah, UNC could end up in Charlotte. So could Virginia Tech. So could UVA. Any of those three could end up in Charlotte, but or none of the three. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, ACC guidelines say all seven win teams have to be taken first. So it could be none of those three. It could be. Uh, uh, I'd have to look at who all has more than seven wins. It could be Miami and Charlotte. Um, I, mean, I didn't. Who knows? One one sidebar, guys. I was I sent that Bubba sent it to us. I saw it too uh, on Facebook. How wrlsportsfan.com, which I love them, but you know wrl they had um, the mistypo of that East Carolina was going to represent the ACC in the Military Bowl. I didn't know that we made the ACC and we're now oh, Power gosh. Five, but. Um, thank you. That's Dewey. Dewey defa- defeats Truman. Um, that was another great headline. That's right up there for me. Um, didn't know we made the ACC, but thank you, WRL. That's breaking news uh, for us. I couldn't believe that. And, also had, you know, and also had uniforms from uh, from 2015. 2015. WRL's all over it, baby. Oof. Um, you remember when they were a relevant station? What's that? You remember when they were a relevant station? Come at WRL. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. It's the bottom line is with them is their bandwagon. So and I understand to a certain extent because of ratings, but when we're good, they cover us and they get more stuff correct. When we're bad or mediocre, or in this case we're finally relevant again, 
they haven't paid attention. That just shows you they haven't paid attention to us since 2015. I haven't paid attention. Well, to us. And, and the fan base is probably partly to blame for that because we always raised hell when WRAL didn't cover us. But there's been nothing good to cover, so there's been nobody raising hell. So, uh, except <laughs> baseball. But anyway, Bubba, your thoughts on the ball? Um. I'm pleased with it overall. I mean, you know, obviously you guys have stated some of the reasons folks would like to go elsewhere. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, uh, even though a lot of folks would like to have a warmer destination, uh, you have um, the military bowl is five and a half hours from the East Carolina campus. And then uh, whoever will go. Less than that is from, from the East Carolina campus. It's, it's about, it's about, I would say four and a half. Yeah, four and a half hours. It's four and a half plus, but that's not that's that's hardcore. There's no traffic in DC. You have to, to have Navy, every, to Navy Marine Corps Stadium. I could have made it when I checked today. I could have made the drive based on traffic at that current time from my house in Lagrange in four hours and fifty one minutes. Okay, well, this I was book. just I, I know that makes sense because I, mean, I know on the return trip last week, had we not had some issues uh, that uh, it was saying from. Annapolis or right outside of Annapolis to Wilson it was you know between four and a half and five but uh, I was just going on what I found with a simple Google search uh, or you know, Google Maps last night from it was from Dowdy Ficklin to, to Navy Marine Corps Stadium but point being that uh, it's very drivable and you uh, know we have so many so many alums and fans uh, throughout the region uh, so there's no excuse um, for us not to have at least 10,000, hopefully more there. Hey, and, uh, there's no... and, you, and you have the opportunity to play an ACC team, which always excites the fan base. And, uh, you know, whether it's Virginia, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and Boston College, which would be a unique matchup that we've never had. Um, or, 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 uh, or there's no love lost between East Carolina and Louisville. Uh, by the yeah, way, guys, Elliot Jameson is chiming in. Who are we playing the bowl? We don't know yet. And, Bubba, I think you said that the announcement made December 5th? Yeah, according to what I saw earlier today, it will apparently not be made. Um, someone, some East Carolina fan, had reached out to the military bowl, uh, you know, tweeted at them, and they responded saying that the announcement would be made December 5th, which is next yeah. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Going back to some of the things Kyle was saying with the pecking order of the bowls. Yes, they have tiers, and and the ACC sticks to that tier system. So that championship game's got to be decided, um, and and then go from there. Because it, it, the only way it could be done sooner would be if there was one bowl. Like I, I don't know who gets to pick first after the championship game. Uh, probably the Gator Bowl. Um, so if it's, let's just say it's the Gator. Like argument. If the you. Gator were if the Gator were to say uh, we're going to take Wake or Pitt, whoever loses, that's who we want. Then they could go ahead and hand out invites because then you could go ahead and go in order. Um, but my guess is the Gator or whoever's picking first after the New Year's Six spot does not want Wake or Pitt. They want one or the other or somebody completely different. The Gator or whoever picks first may want NC State, for example. So um, you, you can't. Unless they're willing to say that, that's, that's going to hold things up until you can go in exact order. And uh, so next Sunday, it'll be fun. Um, we'll have a reason to watch the bowl selection show. Uh, we can sit there and uh, find out who we're going to play. We'll do uh, 
what we'll try to do guys is, is, uh, next Sunday. If, uh, if we haven't, um, if we haven't got the invite by hey. then, maybe we'll try to be live during the bowl selection show. And uh, we hey, can have yeah, a party. That sounds good. Guys, I can give you this real quick. Uh, Kyle, you're right about first will be the Orange Bowl, uh, part of the New Year's Six game. And the Tier 1 would be the Holiday Bowl, December 28th in San Diego. The Cheez-It Bowl is December 29th in Orlando. And, Kyle, you mentioned that. The Gator Bowl, which is uh, New Year's Eve in Jacksonville. Tier 2 will be the Pinstripe Bowl, December 29th in New York. Uh, home of the Yankees uh, will be there. Duke's uh, Mayo Bowl, which is uh, formerly the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, December the 30th. The Sun Bowl is in El Paso on December 31st. Tier 3 is us, would be the Military Bowl, December 27th in Annapolis, and the Fenway Bowl, December 29th and, um, in Boston. So those are the three and tiers. And then, there's a four, and then there's a fourth tier after the that. The fourth tier is of the teams, yeah, it's uh, the Gasparilla Bowl, December 23rd in Tampa, the Birmingham Bowl, December 28th, and the first responder. The Hardyman Field. The, 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 the Birmingham Bowl was shared by them in the SEC. South Carolina got that spot. Okay, there you go. So that, that, was, that, was, that was official, right? South Carolina, UAB, and Birmingham, that's official, Bubba? That was just – that was some speculation. That was – I'm trying oh, to – Oh, that wasn't you. official. That, okay, I apologize. That has not been filled yet. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we'll uh, definitely keep you up. And by the way, for all the latest on the Bulls and all that kind of stuff, keep it right here. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun between now and the next uh, month. I'm glad that – guys, I'll say this, and we'll move on to the – I know we want to talk the coaching carousel. Well, well, let's, we let's go ahead and say one more thing about the Bulls. Um, okay. If you're if you're uh, if you're going to Annapolis or you're thinking about going to Annapolis and you're, if you're undecided, uh, do this right now because you're you're going to wish you already did it. Uh, the 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 graduate is already booked up. That was the the hotel that East Carolina fans would offer a deal through through um, through the through the military bowl website. Perhaps more rooms will be released, but currently the graduate is all booked up with their block of rooms they had blocked for ECU fans for the military bowl. Again, maybe they'll release more rooms. Uh, check back perhaps when the uh, when the uh, invite for the ACC team is, is released. Um, hotel rooms have, have skyrocketed in Annapolis uh, over the last forty eight hours, um, and I mean I mean skyrocketed. So uh, I was able to get a room at the Holiday Inn Express. I'm cheap uh, at a good rate. Um, was going to stay at the DoubleTree. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a quick little story. DoubleTree in Hilton. I checked after the Navy game. You could have got a room for the 26th through the 28th at the Doubletree, a nice Hilton property, for uh, I believe it was 118 a night. If you're um, an Expedia member, it was $82, by the way, Kyle. Right now, the cheapest room you can get at the Doubletree is $400 a night. Now, they have nothing but suites left. but <laughs> so, it's just, so you need, to, you, you need to get, just pay attention to your cancellation policy if you're undecided. Um, I, you know, I paid a little extra. Uh, I paid $15 extra so I could get a 24-hour cancellation policy. Otherwise, the standard cancellation policy at the Holiday Inn Express was seven days. So if you're undecided, just go ahead and make your hotel reservation. Just make sure you get a good cancellation policy and you ain't got nothing to worry about. Hey, man, by you the go. way, I'm $100 to you for tickets at ecupirates.com uh, to get your tickets. And um, they want you to buy your tickets through the university because uh, the university gets to keep all that money. Uh, but you can also get tickets at the Military Bowl website uh, if there's just certain seating needs. Uh, we're, we're, for example, um, the, 
the cheapest tickets available are $40 tickets on the hill, and those tickets are not available for ECU. So if you're on a budget, if that's a big concern to you, there are some $40 tickets at, at the Military Bowl website that you can't get through East Carolina. I'm sure ECU probably don't want me saying that, but you know what? Some people are on a budget and want to go, and they need to save all the money they can, and uh, those, that is a cheaper ticket option. And by the way, guys, I'll be staying at the Do Drop In, so uh, where they have magic fingers, they have uh, free HBO, free local calls. Um, I'll be staying there. So, okay, that's where I'll be staying. So, um, all right, I don't even—I don't have a room right now. So, Dave, Dave's gonna stay out in Bowie. He's uh—he's gonna stay Bowie, out in Bowie, Maryland. Well, whatever. I say Bowie, you say Bowie. Uh, maybe Chevy Chase. Maybe you'll stay in Chevy Chase, Maryland. There you go. <laughs> Maybe I'll stay on the Naval Academy. Pete Medhurst, can you hook a brother up? Um, yeah, can in, we use the barracks? Can Bubba and me and Dave stay in the barracks at, the, at cool. the academy? Yeah. Hey, we can do a YouTube video of what it's like to be a midshipman. That would be kind of cool. I don't want to go through what they go through. My God, I would be dead after about, I don't even know if I could make it five minutes to the Naval, uh, the Naval Academy, but um, those are some tough dudes. So appreciate um, certainly their service. That's what I was thinking about guys is I know we, we went there quality content day for our YouTube channel, the, the Academy experience. That would be really I got, cool. Yeah. I, I got, I can say you guys something funny. Um, this is coming from my stepdad and, uh, Matt checked out on this. Anyone hear it? Uh, this is, uh, this is coming from my stepdad to so keep this in mind. My stepdad is an army veteran. Okay. So keep this in mind. This is, this is coming from an army veteran. Uh, and, and, and if you're, and if you've got kids in the room, cover their ears. Uh, I posted a picture of a, uh, of a nutcracker, having East Carolina nutcracker. And, uh, I posted on it. We're coming for your nuts, Navy. We're coming for your nuts with all, and I put it parentheses with all due respect. My stepdad told me, uh, you better be careful going after the nuts at Navy. They're full of semen. They're full of semen. Kyle, do you like Dave's face? Yeah. I, I mean, no, I didn't get a laugh from anybody. I mean, that's... Yeah. that's uh, I was laughing, but I was on mute, actually. But I was... You did okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that, that, that came yeah. from my stepdad, who's, who, who's an Army veteran, so... I put it on I put it on mute where you, where uh, my son could hear that. So, thank you for giving a heads up. Hey, it really wasn't that bad. He wouldn't have got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're going. We're looking forward to. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I think it's great, just the fact that we're in a bowl, and like Bubba's putting on the screen, it holds thirty four thousand, but they could probably fit thirty eight thousand in there or so. Um, you better go ahead and get your tickets because I have a feeling that now that I'm a salesman, I don't have anything. I don't get a, a cut for every ticket sold, but I have a feeling that uh, guys. What? Let me ask you this question. It's one of the questions I was going to ask. Um, now we have Matt back. Uh, your prediction on they people always ask us. So this is a question, a man on the street. How many people do you think is going pirate fans are going to make the travel? I, I assume it would be at least 10,000, 12,000. It's hard to say. We have a lot of fans. Yeah. It's hard to say. We do have a lot of fans in the, in the Northern Virginia area. Um, I think we'll get 10,000 because of having so many in the Northern Virginia area uh, and, and in Southern Virginia, if you're in Virginia, DC, you, you got to go to that game. So um, yeah, I think we'll get 10,000 because of that. Um, I really think 
you, you see bowl games are going to smaller venues. I think the days, unless you're Alabama or Clemson, of sending 20,000 people to a bowl game, I think that's a thing of the past for everybody. Um, I really do. Uh, yeah, just like attendance overall. I mean, yes. And, and it's still the COVID era, and still a lot of people are bothered by COVID. And that's the question I got for Bubba as we have after I mentioned that. Huh? Two days after Christmas, yes. And that's an issue for us. Um, we, we're 90% sure we're going, but Christmas shopping, we've already spent a lot of money on Christmas. My wife loves being around home during the holidays. I had to beg her last year to go to the mountains for a few days after Christmas. She just That's just how she is. She's a homebody. So, um, but we're 90% sure we're going. So there's a lot of reasons, but I think the location, more so with the fan base that already lives up there, uh, I think that'll that'll be what puts us over the top. Um, and like I said, COVID is still a thing. But, Bob, I wanted to ask you, with COVID still being a thing and that being Maryland, not good old North Carolina, uh, how are the COVID restrictions up there right now with uh, with restaurants, et cetera, uh, going into stores? Were they more strict? Good question. Um, you know, obviously, this was – Last weekend when I was up there for the Navy game and uh, in, we stayed in Bowie, Maryland the night before the game and then ate breakfast at an IHOP in Bowie, Maryland. In order to uh, eat in that IHOP, you had to wear a mask in and then obviously you could take it off as soon as you sat down at your table. So, um, <laughs> but the, the, night, the, the night before uh, when we were, we were at, um, I believe it was, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but we we're at a sports bar, and you did not have to to wear a mask to enter uh, that establishment. So, I think it was just kind of a, it was a restaurant by restaurant basis. But uh, I don't, I, think I don't that's know anything to worry about. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which county it was, and maybe it was two different counties. It wasn't far apart there. There's a breaking news, strong... guys, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Uh, tweet from Jim. Howington, if anybody knows who that is. Uh, Virginia Tech has reportedly zeroed in on East Carolina head coach Mike Houston and left unless, according to Jim Howington, whoever the hell that is, unless contract negotiations break down, he will be the next head coach at Virginia Tech. Wow. There you go. Wow. Interesting. What did you say again, Jessica? Interim J.C. Price did not do enough in the final two games to secure the spot. Well, no, she wouldn't. Okay, now – Interim J.C. Price did not do enough in the last two games to secure the spot. Well, obviously. So, I, I don't know. Does anybody know who this guy is? Do you see where he's from? What, what, is it just Jim Howington, some dude from Virginia? I don't see that. I, I'm searching for it now, Kyle. All right. Well, Bubba, Bubba's searching for it. Okay. This is coming. Okay. ECU, the ECU football page, which I'm just now realizing Jessica's a member of. Uh, hmm. Um, it's uh, – it's um, it, this, that could be a help, huh? Uh, until they banner, but uh, you don't say too much. They, yeah, they um, they're they're reporting it. So uh, Bubba, if you can confirm who this dude is, uh, to see how viable this source is. And you know what, guys, this is a perfect example. If you're if you're a college recruit and you're trying to figure out what school to go to, you never commit to a coach. You always commit to the school because I'll tell you something. These, these coaches are always going to take the most money, right, it, no matter what. If Virginia Tech throws a boatload of money at Mike Houston, he's gone. Uh, that's just my opinion. That's, my that's yeah. just the way it works. So hopefully this is a rumor because I'd love to see Mike Houston stay as coach. But 
The reality is if they throw a boatload of money at him, he's probably gone. But it's just another reason why, you know, these coaches, they are always going to ch chase the biggest paycheck, right? So hopefully that's not the case here, but always commit to the school because Bring the way these coaches, that, like musical chairs now. And, guys, just for point of reference, on Coach Houston roughly is making 1.4, 1.45, something in, in that neighborhood with East Carolina. Um, Justin Fuente, the outgoing Virginia Tech coach, was making in the ballpark of four, four and a half million, I think. Four, yeah, four and a half. Right, right. So, so essentially three times what Mike Houston's making in East Carolina. Mm -hmm. and that doesn't uh, mean that's what they're going to pay Mike Houston. They may be offered him five or six. No, of course, of course not. No, yeah, but just for – If this is true, if this is even true, uh, just, Bubba, Jessica's going to message you a screenshot of that tweet so you can – to help you see if you can locate it better. Um, uh, here's, here's where I'm looking, though, and I understand the paycheck, but I am not a believer in that. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I would – if it were me, if it were me, I'm looking at – if I'm Mike Houston – you go there, and it, let's say that you don't – we were more patient than the, that fan base will be. And they expect to go 12-0. and 0. They expect – Michael Vick is still their quarterback. Beamer is still their coach. They're living in a fantasy land if they think they're going to win a national championship. And I, I just don't think that – and I'm not – it's not because of who the – you know, Mike Houston could be at another school. Why would you go there when you can go in the next year or two, you can build East Carolina up even more – and go to SEC school. Uh, SEC school. I, well, I would say for Mike Houston. I might not want to go. Mike Houston is from North Carolina. He's only coached in the Carolinas and Virginia. This is the, this is his home area. Um, obviously, spent a lot of time in that area uh, when he was at Virginia. When he was at James Madison, may just be a job he's very interested in. Maybe his dream job. I don't know. Um, uh, I. I you know, and who knows? This is coming from one guy. We haven't confirmed who he is yet. Uh, it could, it could, be, it could be nothing. There's, there's been lots of times where coaches were going to be the next head coach at a place, and it never happened. Mike uh, Houston was supposed to go to Charlotte. Correct. So, you know, when he was at JMU. So th this could be uh, this could be nothing. Uh, again, I don't know who this guy is, Bub. I don't know if you've done any job. If you've been able to locate who he is yet. Um, but yeah, hopefully Bob will have something for us here in a minute. Um, love to know who the guy is. Um, well, that I mean, again, if it happens, it happens. But um, the one thing we can say is if it, it let's say hypothetically, if Mike Houston leaves, the program is better than we found it, than he found it. Um, the program, as you put, Matt, I think your words were respectable now, where it was a dumpster fire, an absolute mm -hmm. joke. And you guys laugh at me about the rankings each week, but we were number 130 out of 130 schools under Montgomery, maybe 129 if you want to be optimistic. So we were like pretty much dead last in all of FBS. And now we're like at the halfway point in the rankings. Not that I care. I'll care when it's really like you guys was top 25, but I like looking at that because it reminds me of where we were when he was hired December 4th, 2018. So we're almost at the three-year mark of Mike Houston being on the job. And for me personally, the program is heading in the right direction. Now, I think um, it's going to set our program back a little bit, but it won't be to the point of nowhere near Montgomery, obviously. Let's not say, let, let's not talk about it as so definite yet, but if it's true, 
it's, it's all going. It's all going to depend on who 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 Gilbert brings in, on, on where the program goes, how far it's set back. Um, you make the right hire, you, you, you hold serve, and you keep moving forward. You know, maybe you even make an even better hire. So, I mean, to me, it's all about the next hire. If 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 in fact this is true, and again, we're we have yet to confirm this is true, or if it's just BS. Um, yeah. I don't know who would. I mean, I'll say one thing: if 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 this is true, there's a lot of good candidates out there. There's a yeah. lot of great candidates out there that I think would that would take this job. Um, you know, when I look at it, I don't think the job is done yet. You know, to me, you know, exactly. Coach Houston's been here for three years. I think he's done a great job turning the roster around. He inherited 68 scholarships. So we always talk about he inherited a dumpster fire. Now in year three, he has us back in a bowl game. Okay. It's the military ball. All right. Great job. But the job isn't done yet to me. I, I always thought this was a four-year rebuild at, at very at, at minimum. So I, I'm a little surprised on two fronts. I'm surprised that uh, I guess at this point, if Virginia Tech was to make that offer, I thought it would be a year or two away. And uh, I, I truly expected Coach to, to see this through uh, for at least four years. So I'd be I'd be pretty surprised. Um, on those fronts. Now, obviously, when the money, the money always talks. It's always about the money at the end of the day. Four million, he's going to take it. That's just the reality of the world. So, we shall see. But would you take it if it if it's uh, it could be a it could kill your coaching career? <sighs> it's like Florida, me, just like yeah. Florida is another one. No offense, Chrissy, love you. <laughs> um, but. I'm not anti-Florida, but their fan base has got to get their act together on where they are. Same right, thing with Jim, Jim, Jim Howington. Right. Jim, Jim Howington. Uh, 18 years at the Nashville Banner. Uh, 21 years freelance writer. Um, so uh, he's he's a he's a reporter. Okay, and a lot of people are, a lot of people are saying this, that he's a fraud, that he's not legitimate. Um, so he, he he's got a lot of tweets here about college football. Uh, I'm trying to see how many followers he has. Now, Kyle, he he only has a little over 200 followers, 208 followers. So there's definitely okay. yeah. uh, we're talking about there's definitely, right there's definitely plenty of reason to uh, be skeptical of uh, yes of the source. Uh, so this yeah, let's calm our jets. Let's the source. cool down. Yeah, there time may to cool down. will be nothing at all to this, and uh, we hope there isn't. But well, um, well, I, I do it. know um, Johnny Garner chimed in. He he said that he did break the news, or is, or was at least one of the first to report the news when Jaden Gardner uh, ended up at UVA. Uh, oh wow! Okay, well that's not good. And, and then and then for what it's worth, um, a pirate fan responded to him. He said collaboration source, and then he responded saying one board of visitors member. And also one one Hokie Club donor, they had the timing of Fuentes Alster down, so a lot of faith there. Well, so he, he, he is uh, he 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 is credible then, um, at least within the Virginia Virginia Tech community. All right, well, for, for what it's worth, he was at the. Uh, I mean, this doesn't really mean anything at all, other than the. I mean, he does um, have a. You know he he was in Charlottesville covering that game yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what, if he gets this right, and I hope he's wrong, uh, 
he'll get some more followers and uh, we'll we'll have him on the podcast um if, but, if it uh, is right if it is right i hope we do get virginia tech in the bowl game i would i would love to see that happen <laughs> be some drama there for I, sure and i'd I'll love to you, beat him. I, I can just about guarantee you anything that won't happen if, <laughs> if they are my houston um hey how would uh, that be kyle Kyle, how old oh my god! You, you talk about you talk about interesting. Oh boy, you talk about interesting TV. Uh, when he cut, when he coached the, and when he be, coached the bowl. No, nah, he, he, he coached. He, he, he coached neither. He co he'd coach neither. He he'd wouldn't coach gone. us for them. Yeah, he um, you'd have an interim coach at both schools. Uh, it would it would be a, uh, it would be a yeah. Um, I hope this is just BS. I really do. Um, and it could be. And let's let's be honest. It could be wishful thinking because. Just because you get offered, that's what I was going to mention, guys. How cool is it? How cool is it to have a head coach that people want? We had one, we had to run out of town. Sure. How cool is it that we have a coach that people want? Just we had a coach at one time that wanted to be here and uh, didn't, you know, and we ran him away. We've done that a couple of times, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. I, 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 I I hope it's just BS. I hope I hope Mr. Uh, Mr. Jim uh, again. I'm terrible with names. Jim Howington is full of crap, or just has a bad source. I don't think he's probably making things up. Hopefully, he has a bad source. Well, look, uh, hey, in, in Mike Houston's on the list at Duke. Okay. And well, they, no, that's, that, that was from a student paper who was still, naming candidates. They thought that they thought they were going to hire. I mean, Mike Houston. So one thing I can guarantee you, Mike Houston's not leaving here for Duke. Give me a break. Um, that would be a so, that how much be money? A how much? Difference. How much money would it take you to coach to uh, Matt? How much money? If they threw uh, oh, seven, well, eight million, a whole bunch of money. Well, I mean, that's that's half of what, make, that's half of what Matt makes now. Oh, but oh, okay. it's it's a death sentence job. You can't. Duke is always going to be a you know. Of course, they've had a few good years here with Coach Cut, but. It's always going to be a bottom of the barrel ACC job in football. So you're going to get a coach there for three or four years. He's going to get fired, and then you're going to be hiring the next guy. I think it's a death sentence. Personally, if I if if Mike Houston was to consider the Duke job, I'd be shocked by that. That is a it's bad career happen. move. Yeah, I'm just saying. My point I was making. My point I was making is he may be on the list of, you know, the people they would consider for the job, but that doesn't mean that they. But he's a serious candidate. I don't that know. was a student paper that was just writing people that that person had heard of. I mean, that well, that, like, that guy, whoever that student is, I'd like to kick him in his shin. Go ahead, Bob. Like, like Matt saying, as far as uh, as far as Duke's concerned, though, uh, when they hired David Cutcliffe, um, they really hit the jackpot with Coach Cut, and um, the success um, speaks for itself. And then, you know, when they did have that success, Tennessee came calling. Twice. But, um, you know, ten Tennessee, yeah, and, and, you know, there have been some bridges burned there, uh, and Coach Cut turned down that job and probably other jobs to stay there at Duke. But, yeah, a lot of smart. a lot of folks would not. And, I mean, you look at uh, – even though he still has a fond spot in his heart and it was his alma mater, it was uh, Mama that came calling, so to speak, with Coach Spurrier back in the day uh, when, when he left for Florida. Absolutely. Another thing with Cutcliffe. Um, look, Coach Cut had a heart had a heart attack. Uh, um, people forget that when he was offensive coordinator at do at uh, Notre Dame, he never coached a game at Notre Dame. He took two years off out of coaching before getting back into it and being the OC at Tennessee, which led him to being the head coach at Duke. 
And he knows uh, the address Mississippi. of Tennessee. No, he was the OC at Tennessee. He got fired at Mississippi, became the OC at Notre Dame, then had a heart attack at Notre Dame and became yeah, the OC right. at Tennessee. And then he left Tennessee to become the head coach at Duke. Um, right. So he, he had a heart attack while he was at Notre Dame. And he knows the stress at Tennessee. Uh, he knows what kind of job that would have been. And I think that probably had a lot to do with his decision to stay at Duke. It was a stress-free environment. And uh, he didn't want to put that kind of stress on his heart. <laughs> so I think that really had a lot to do with this decision. I'm not even being funny. Um, but, I, you know, this is interesting. It's, it's, uh, is this legitimate or not about Mike Houston? Um, Richard Allsbrook has a great thing, too, that he has a comment asking would Gilbert announce a new deal with Houston. You know, sometimes your name is up there. You've got great uh, Houston. I don't know who um, Houston's agent is. But, um, you know, how much – let me ask you this, guys. If you're John Gilbert right now, if you're the AD East Carolina, how much could you offer, would you offer Mike Houston to try to keep him here? I don't think you're going to make enough to, to match it. You got you got to try. Um, I think like uh, I think you call – well, I don't know. You got to call boosters and see what they're willing to pony up. Um, you know, well, we have a, we have people that sit in the town bank tower. They they supposedly have you, money. If you well, we haven't paid that off yet. But uh, if you can uh, if you can get up to two million, yeah, sure, offer it to them. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be. I'd say two million. I'd say we. If I were him, I would say two million plus incentives, which you could make a lot more with that. But and then yeah, another incentive is to stay the coach. If we can afford to do that, yeah. Um. And again, you know, how much of this is true? We, we still don't know if this is just a BS rumor or if it's true. Um, yeah. yeah. You and, know. I, you know, I, I think what you do, if you're, if you're a coach and you're, you know, you're, you're a negotiator, what you try to do is you try to leverage this to a bigger contract. And I think a lot, you see this a lot of times every year coaches do this. They, they intentionally, their agent will put their name out there for bigger jobs. And then the school that they're with will pony up a little bit more and even pay their assistance more. I think the thing is we're going to find out if this is true. Of course, if this is true, I, I want to, I don't want to speak too soon, um, but we're going to find out if it is true, how much Mike Houston wants to be at East Carolina. Um, because even if we get to 2 million, is that enough to keep him? And is it worth even negotiating that? I mean, we, if, if coach Houston wants Virginia tech, he's gone. And you see that Ron James, go James. Coming in, a guy on the Virginia Tech message board is reporting. You'll hear it's Houston soon. A guy on a Virginia Tech message board, James. Could you could you be more specific, my friend? Yeah, um, I mean, you, what, what message board, and and does he seem like he's a credible uh, a credible poster? Um, the message board poster's name is Jim Hallington. Is, are you serious? I, I, no, I'm kidding. But. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hey, Jim, uh, Jim needs to give us a his handle. Uh, the message board poster's handle uh, was probably Nashville Banner. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I mean, well, it, it could be that he's just quoting Jim, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim's, uh, Jim. Yeah, tweet, I'm, I'm joking. But, uh, that's not it. But I was just, uh, I was just coming up with something that was uh, specific to Jim Hallington. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? We'll find out here soon enough. I, uh, um, you know, um, let me uh, let me see if I have you have you reached out to anybody, uh, Bubba? I have, I'm I'm reaching out to people right now. Yeah, I am. Really, but... If this does have legs, 
they're going to have to make a decision very soon with this, with the decision looming on the bowl matchup. Um, they're going to have to make a decision within 48 hours, I would think. And I would think that they wouldn't go to the military bowl is my prediction. Uh, hey, if this is true, that's that's the matchup I want because it would be nothing better than to beat them. Yeah, exactly. For what it's worth, I mean, he he did say that this was from earlier today before Jim reported it, and then you know that doesn't you know it may be from someone else. It could be from from James. I mean, not from James, but uh, from from Jim, I guess. Well, James if, if it's from. If it's from James, I can verify he don't know what the hell he's talking about. So uh, I can verify that 100%. James, would you like to respond and defend yourself against Kyle? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, this, this is, uh, you know, I just reached out to someone. Um, so we'll, we'll see if who's here and what. Uh, um, I, I, you know, I doubt we're going to get an answer while we're on the air. Uh, but guys, stay, stay, tuned to the t- stay, stay tuned to the sports objective for the latest breaking news. When news breaks, we'll fix it. There you go. And uh, guys, any uh, we've been on the air for a while now. Do you guys have any um, other news? How about uh, we could talk about the big one today that we learned about Oklahoma's losing their coach. How about Lincoln Riley, former offensive coordinator, as my daughter puts her foot on the screen, um, <laughs> going to Southern Cal. Um, that was a that was a shocker to me. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, I think it's a perfect fit. I really do. I think it's it's a it's a really smart move by Lincoln. First of all, they're going to pay him a boatload of money, right? But as we talked about before, I think I don't remember who it was. I think it was Kyle who made this point. If you're to take an SEC job, right? I mean, the, the SEC they're firing coaches who just won a national championship the year before. So. You know, you don't need to inherit all that pressure. You go out to the West Coast, you play in the Pac-10, which is not the greatest conference in the world, as we all know, and you have a chance to rebuild USC and make a boatload of money. So I think it's a really smart move. Um, I did expect them to stay at Oklahoma longer, honestly, but uh, very interesting. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna be very successful at USC. Hundred million dollar, ninety million at least. Uh, deal 90 million dollar deal i'll put it right now i haven't heard anything but that's my ballpark it could be a little less but i think it's going to be a like i was telling you matt those guys at usc have a ton of money they're going to put they want it um back you know that long so we need to uh keep an eye on that didn't see that one coming when he turned out the lsu job i thought that would be more likely where he was going to go and then we find out that he's going there so um anyway do you guys have anything before we go just uh, looking forward to finding out our bowl opponent, and if Mike Houston is still going to be the head coach at East Carolina. And uh, I see you got a cat there in the corner of your screen now. Um, I think that was a cat. No, it's a stuffed animal. My daughter wanted to. Stuffed animal. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, but uh, l- looking forward to, to to finding out uh, where we're going bowling, and uh, hopefully this Mike Houston rumor is just that a rumor. Matt, do you have anything before we go, buddy? I just agree with Kyle there. Hopefully it is a rumor. I'd love to see Coach see this job through and at least make it through uh, four years. Um, and it's going to be an interesting uh, 24 hours here. Hopefully uh, hopefully we have a coach. Oh, this one will play out in 24 hours, Matt. 
<laughs> this won't play out in 24 hours. Probably not. Probably but the rumor. I think the rumors will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll know if it's, if it's just a rumor or if there's some truth to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Bubba? Hopefully, it's fake news, and um, you know, I have received some confirmation back from some reliable uh, pirate sources. Uh, you know, very, very close to the program. Uh, that it is not true. Uh, so hopefully that is in fact the case, and we shall see. All right, we'll keep All working out. Right. Uh, we'll work the phones. How about that? We'll work the phones, and if we we know anything, as soon as we know something, what's that? I'm sorry, I meant to mute my my. Uh, somebody's trying to FaceTime my wife. I meant to mute myself, and she's in the kitchen. She couldn't hear her phone. All right. Well, and by the way, before we go, I want to thank LNK Custom Homes from Kevin Walker who is a title sponsor of the Pirate Football Playbook all season long. Good news is we've got more bowls. Uh, we got more bowls. we got one more game to talk about, and we have another month of football, no doubt. Thank you, Kevin Walker. Give him a call at 336-688-8461. Let him build your home, or maybe you have some. Maybe you won't have a renovation, uh, anything like that. Then give him a call, 336-688-8461. All right, for all the guys, for Matt, Bubba, Kyle, this is Dave Richmond. You've been watching and listening to the Pirate Football Playback right here, brought to you by LNK Custom Homes on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates.